Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. To my bed crimers, hi, how you doing? Hope you're having a great day. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching the video, if you find you enjoyed it or learned something, do me a favor, smash that like button and consider subscribing. Also, if you appreciate my work, please consider supporting the channel with a Patreon membership. Now, let's dig in. 47-year-old Danny Masterson, an actor best known for his role on That 70s Show, was convicted several months ago of essaying two young women back in the early 2000s. The father of one nine-year-old daughter named Fianna with wife Bijou Phillips, Masterson was sentenced last week to 30 years to life in a California prison for his crimes. Under California law, Masterson cannot petition for parole for 25 and a half years. It's not 30 years as you would expect, according to a lawyer I heard talk about it on a YouTube channel called Growing Up in Scientology. Thus, Masterson has to serve a minimum of 25 and a half years of a life sentence, so he's not getting out before then. He can get out at 25 and a half years if he's a model prisoner. That means he will be 72 and a half years old if he manages to get out in 25 and a half years. Can you imagine what must be going through his head at this moment? It can't be good. I'm not saying I feel sorry for him because I don't. I feel sorry for the victims and I feel sorry for Masterson's daughter and I also feel sorry for his wife. Some people will say Masterson should have gotten life without the possibility for parole. Others will say that other offenders who've done in people get less time than that. Sentences do seem to be all over the place depending upon the state and the judge. Some judges are known for harsher sentences than others, and that's the luck of the draw. Speaking of Masterson's wife, Bijou Phillips, in case you don't know, she's the daughter of the late John Phillips of the folk rock vocal group, The Mamas and the Papas, and she's the half-sister to actress Mackenzie Phillips and China Phillips of the trio Wilson Phillips. According to Celebrity Net Worth, Masterson reportedly has a net worth of between eight and $10 million. That money will figure later on in this bed crime story. Although he'd been charged with essaying three women, identified respectively as Jane Doe 1, Jane Doe 2, and Jane Doe 3, during the trial, Masterson was convicted on just two of the counts. The jury was deadlocked on the third count. Although Masterson was originally charged with three counts of essay, five victims in total, gave sworn under oath testimony. So Masterson's crimes go beyond the two victims. Masterson has repeatedly denied the charges and he and his family waged a major battle to get character letters from 
everyone in Masterson's orbit in hopes of getting him a more favorable sentence. Masterson's co-stars Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis wrote letters as did actors Billy Baldwin and Giovanni Ribisi. Ribisi, like Masterson, belongs to the Church of Scientology. Many others coughed up letters as well, singing Masterson's praises. The judge, however, wasn't having it. The letters appear to have done little to lessen Masterson's punishment. Twenty-five and a half years in the slammer is like a death sentence in some ways when you're 47, and that's the minimum he will serve. Kutcher and Kunis, after receiving major backlash for their character letters, have since tried to backpedal in a video by saying, quote, we support victims, we have done this historically through our work, and will continue to do so in the future. We're aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson, end quote. Note that the letters of Kutcher and Kunis were submitted after they'd heard the sworn testimony of the five victims. It was almost like they did not believe the victims. It's hard to understand how people can blatantly disregard the victims' wounds in this manner. Prosecutors argued during Masterson's trial that he relied on his status as a prominent Scientologist to avoid accountability for more than 20 years, and that appears to be true. The three Jane Doe's who were all Scientologists at the time of the crimes, testified that Masterson had essayed them at his Hollywood home from 2001 to 2003, during the height of the actor's television fame. Masterson's accusers described in graphic detail how he drugged their drinks with gamma-hydroxybutyrite, otherwise known as GHB. GHB is an illegal drug that is sometimes used as a party drug, but it's also ominously been known as a date RAP e-drug, people who take it either knowingly or unknowingly may become unconscious. They can even stop breathing and go into a coma. Mixing GHB with alcohol, both of which are depressants, can easily turn deadly. So Masterson's modus operandi as a predator was incredibly dangerous and physically and psychologically damaging. It makes me wonder why he was into this essay behavior. You'd think a famous young actor would have his pick of young females willing to get jiggy with him. This makes me think that Masterson is someone who, at least back then, actually preferred attacking females against their will to having consensual relationships. If that's the case, that makes him a very dangerous and sick kind of predator. The experts always seem to say that SOs cannot be rehabilitated and they never changed their stripes. So was Masterson the outlier? Was he able to change his behavior after getting married and becoming a dad? One of Masterson's homes, a different one to where the crimes occurred, was put on the market prior to his trial. It was a 5,500 square foot 1920s era beauty in the Hollywood Hills near the Church of Scientology's Celebrity Center. The home was listed for for $7 million, $4 million more than what Masterson paid for it in 2007, and it sold for $6.2 million, so it would appear to have made him a 
nice profit. Although a gorgeous mansion, it was not where Masterson and Bijou Phillips had been living full-time. Instead, the couple and their daughter were living more than two hours away on a ranch in Santa Inez, California. Up until his sentencing, Masterson was out on $3.3 million bond. What I'm getting at is there's a lot of money around this couple. Jane Doe number one, one of the two women that the actor was convicted of essaying, told NBC News that the 30 years to life sentence imposed on her offender seemed like justice to her. She said, quote, I didn't think it was outrageous. It was nothing extra and nothing less, end quote. Jane Doe number one also praised the Los Angeles County Superior Court judge who oversaw the case for reminding Masterson that he's not the victim in the case. Judge Charlene Omedo told the actor, quote, I know you are sitting here steadfast in your claims of innocence and thus no doubt feeling victimized by a justice system that has failed you. But Mr. Masterson, you are not the victim here. Your actions 20 years ago took away another person's voice and choice. One way or another, you will have to come to terms with your prior actions and their consequences, end quote. Jane Doe number one also panned Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis's video apology for their character letters saying, quote, this video was incredibly insulting and hurtful. My hope is that they learn radical accountability and the importance of self-education to learn when to keep their privilege in check, especially Ashton, who claims to work with victims of sex crimes. And as to Mila, I can only think of Time's Up, end quote. You may recall that Time's Up, an offshoot of the Me Too movement, is an advocacy group that works to combat essay and harassment in the workplace and elsewhere. Jane Doe, number two, has also been critical of Kunis and Kutcher for asking the judge for leniency for Danny. At his sentencing, Masterson made no remark, and he listened silently as statements were presented to the court from the two women he was convicted of essaying, as well as a former girlfriend whose essay accusation the jury deadlocked over. The former girlfriend was Jane Doe number three. As Masterson was hauled off in cuffs to carry out his sentence, he blew his wife a final kiss. She had to have felt devastated in that moment. She's at home now, likely trying to explain to her daughter why her father's not coming home for a very long time. I feel for that child. It's not her fault her father made criminal choices in his past. So now this man who has enjoyed a privileged existence since shooting to fame in the early 2000s finds himself at the Los Angeles County Men's Central Jail awaiting transport to the Wasco State Prison Reception Center. There it will be decided where he will serve the rest of his sentence. Other notable prisoners who've spent time at the L.A. County Men's Central Jail include O.J. Simpson, Richard Ramirez, Eric Menendez, and Harvey Weinstein. According to TMZ, deputies currently come by Masterson's cell every half hour to check on him with the goal
goal of keeping tabs on him and making sure he's safe. Psych specialists are also visiting Masterson daily to assess his mental state. People who receive sentences like Masterson's can find themselves in a precarious state of mind, so they're often put on the watch, meaning they are put on 24-7 watch to ensure they don't unalive themselves or that they aren't injured by others. Someone sits outside the jail cell and keeps an eye on them all day and all night. Of course, Jeffrey Epstein was on the watch, and look what happened to him, either by his own hand or the hand of others. If a prisoner is on the watch, they apparently are in a plain room without a bed, without any furniture, without any books. They wear a Velcro outfit. At least that's how it works in California, according to a former prisoner named Tommy Scoville. Masterson, as a Scientologist, may be at an even greater risk because apparently Scientologists believe that when they die, they can toss off their current vessel, meaning their body, and pick up a new one and start fresh. With his very strong belief system, Masterson may opt to go that route. 25 and a half years at a minimum is a very long time. But of course, his legal team will likely be appealing the conviction, so perhaps he still has hope. He reportedly is being housed in a medical section where he has his own cell with a bathroom in it. This is a temporary location, remember. According to an insider, he has yet to leave the cell since he arrived there last Thursday. He has permission to go outside into a yard area that is more like a large dog kennel for one, but he's opted to stay inside. Scoville says that Masterson is likely staying inside because he's terrified. Although he would be in his own caged yard, he could still find himself at least verbally assaulted by other prisoners. According to Scoville, the only reason Masterson might leave his cell is to meet with his attorneys. According to Scoville, as a now-convicted SO of females, Masterson is at the second lowest rang of the ladder in prison society. The only perpetrator type lower than an SO is an SO of children. Per Scoville, SOs have permanent targets on their backs and no one except other SOs are willing to have anything to do with them. This means that alleged serial killer Rex Hewerman if he ends up convicted, will also find himself with a giant bullseye on his back. That means none of the gangs in the big house will allow him to join. Belonging to a prison gang offers an inmate protection. Scoville said these gangs are made up by race, as in there's a white gang or a Caucasian gang, black group, Asian group, a Hispanic group, etc. Without a gang's protection, Masterson is going to be on his own. Hewerman will be too if he ends up convicted. Masterson's only hope, according to Scoville, is that there's another SO who's also on the outs with everyone, maybe. Also, because of the nature of his crimes, Masterson is going to be at a high risk of getting attacked by other inmates. Hewerman, if convicted, will be in the same perpetual danger. This is how SOs are treated, and because Masterson is a celebrity, 
Harming him offers would-be attackers big-time prison clout. Adding to Masterson's plight is that he's wealthy. According to Scoville, the leaders of these gangs are going to be hitting Masterson up for what's called rent. Rent is money for protection. The monies will be expected to be exchanged between Masterson's contacts on the outside and the families of these other inmates. So all the dealings apparently take place outside the prison walls. Per Scoville, these inmates who will likely shake Masterson down will drain his family's coffers until they're dry. The requests for money will never end, and the deal will be, if you don't pay, he's gonna be hurt in a very big way. And even if Masterson is always in protective custody, at whatever prison he lands at, he will still need to be escorted out of his cell from time to time. And guess what? There are prison guards who also dislike SOs, so they too can opt at times to look the other way as inmates attack their protected prisoner. If his new cell at his final prison home doesn't come with an ensuite bathroom, then three times a week, Masterson will have to be handled cuffed and walked through a hallway to the showers. Per Scoville, bad things happen when guys like Masterson aren't in their cells. Scoville spoke about that disgraced policeman, Drew Peterson, who was convicted of doing in his third wife. Peterson is also a suspect in the disappearance of his fourth wife. He was getting so beat up in prison because as a former cop, he had helped put away prisoners, and cops just are not popular in prison as prisoners. The authorities had to move him to a mystery location for his own safety, so he's in the prison equivalent of the Witness Protection Program for his own safety. Masterson will be headed to a level four prison, which is considered a maximum security prison. A maximum security prison typically houses incarcerated persons with long sentences or transferees who have serious disciplinary issues. So basically, they house the worst of the worst. Per Tommy Scoville, Danny Masterson will likely be taking psych meds once he is at his permanent prison because of how low he's gonna feel and because he'll likely have a hard time sleeping. Even the most hardcore Scientologists, maybe even Tom Cruise, might cave to such meds in such a situation. If you look at Masterson and Bijou Phillips' life right now, it looks pretty dismal. But again, this is his fault, and his victims have a life sentence of dealing with their trauma, trauma that was forced on them. Those are lifelong scars. In a sense, while there's justice in this case, there are no winners. At the end of the day, there are so many people hurting. I'm adding an addendum here because Jane Doe number three who has come out with her name. She was Masterson's ex-girlfriend, actress and model Chrissy Carnell Bixler. 
is speaking out about some alleged skeletons in Ashton Kutcher's past. In a series of Instagram posts, she accused Kutcher of lying to the police about what he actually witnessed on the night he found his then-girlfriend, Ashley Ellerin, murdered. Apparently, Ashton has always claimed that he had gone to Ellerin's apartment to pick her up for a date and saw what he thought was spilled wine near the front door. Assuming she was not home, he left only for the police to find Ellerin had been done in. Kutcher cooperated with the ensuing investigation. So Danny Masterson's ex-girlfriend claimed that Kutcher called his team of publicists and Danny Masterson at the scene of the crime before the police were alerted in an alleged attempt to distance himself from the crime as much as possible. The allegations would suggest that he was more worried about his future career than this murder. Those are just allegations at this point. Kutcher is also coming under fire for a gross comment he made about Hillary Duff when she was 15 in an old clip that has gone viral from his show Punk. As he's talking about Duff's work, he goes on to add that she's among the girls for whom he's waiting to turn 18. In light of his letter supporting Masterson, his comments are being seen as particularly gross. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Did you enjoy this? Did you learn anything? If so, smash that like button. See you next time.